Beach Weekly. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Beach Weekly Sports. Uh, this is Ross Dak and I. This is Manny Valladares, bro. And we're back. Uh, we're back. We've, we've been uh, away for two weeks, right? Yeah, uh, the last man. two episodes have been taken care of by Hannah <laughs> and Perry. Shout, Shout out, out to, to them. them. Yeah, they've been killing it with uh, not only news, but the 70th uh, special episode. So Very impressive. if you missed those, go yeah. check those out. Go binge them. Yeah, so we're excited to be back. Uh, we're actually going pretty fancy today. Uh, we're not in our typical Daily 49er newsroom, multimedia room. We're actually in the 22S radio studio down here at the USU. So, you know, shouts out to Manny and 22S for allowing us to record here. Yeah, honestly, they're amazing people. Uh, their equipment is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Just to start off, we like to kick off the show with uh, some pop culture, some sports in the professional world. So uh, just to start off, we're both NBA huge fans. So yep. the NBA has been, they just completed their media days for all the 30 teams. And the preseason just started uh, last night like with the Houston Rockets throttling the Yao Ming-owned Shanghai Sharks, 140-71. Yep. to 71. Um, James Harden unveiled his... Uh, one-legged three-pointer, which bricked. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, it's um, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it. we'll see if that works. You know, always pushing those boundaries for what we can see with moves. So Draymond said he believes the Warriors can go back to the finals for the sixth year in a row since 2015. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, honestly, in the most ideal of scenarios, I, I think it's possible. That awesome. being said, I feel like the Lakers and the Clippers and even the Nuggets probably have better odds, to be honest. Yeah, I'd throw in the Jazz and eh, nah, nah, I'd probably put the Warriors because the Warriors got the star power. That's why that's the true. Jazz, not that level at least. Yeah, uh, but most importantly, ESPN has the Clippers first in power rankings, the Lakers fourth, and today Kuzma just signed with Puma. Yep. So Kuzma action <laughs> going on. So um, my pair eventually. Yeah. We're recording today, uh, Wednesday, October second. We're gonna just talk about some Long Beach State athletics now. So speaking of media days and hoops, I went to media day for our men's basketball team uh, to start on a, a series of articles introducing our nine newcomers. So we actually have three transfers and six freshmen. So uh, we felt it would be a good idea to you know get the new players acclimated and um, introduced to you know LB Nation. So six. Uh, so. With three of the six freshmen, I'll be highlighting in my first piece, uh, Max DeGaste, Romel Mansell, and Josh Morgan. Yeah, it's, it was a really cool uh, opportunity to stop by the men's team, um, seeing how they're coming along with their practices and media day. It was pretty chill. Uh, they were just uh, taking photos, you know, doing all the like inside media stuff and getting ready for the season. Um, you were there too for 22 West Media? Yes, I was. How was that? I mean, it was pretty enjoyable, honestly, like getting to work with some of the players. Like it was pretty genuine certain moments because we had them like reading just regular scripts, you know, for the radio station. Any sort of like reads that anybody could do. But like, you know, they would make a lot of mistakes because, you know, like you're reading like off a script, especially if you're not used to it, you're going to be having trouble with it. They were like, you know, throwing out the occasional little curse word. It was pretty funny, man. Not going to lie, but uh, it was cool because you just got to see them genuinely be themselves. Usually I feel like we look at basketball players or any sports players and we feel like they're more than human, but seeing that was like pretty genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just regular guys, man. Like uh, that was my first time speaking one way with Coach Munson and Dang. like like this guy's won multiple Coach of the Year awards, uh, probably has more years of experience coaching basketball than me being alive. So it was cool to, you know, pick his brain for a little bit. And yeah, like you said, like they're just regular dudes who just love to play basketball. So just to 
speak a little bit about what I covered in there. Max, he was actually the first person to commit to Long Beach State uh, basketball. He, he hails from New Zealand, sharpshooter, uh, 6'3". Um, he should be starting this year, so we'll see uh, about that. And uh, he should um, impact the roster right away and space the floor. Coach Munson said he's probably the best shooter out of the recruiting class, so hopefully his shot can translate right away to the American and collegiate level. Yeah, honestly, like especially with a team that I feel like struggled a lot from three-point range for like the past couple years it's probably very useful to at least have a guy who can shoot and you know ideally you want like all your guys to shoot but just to have at least one i feel like is a step in the right direction right romel rents mansell more commonly known as Ro, around there with the team uh, he's a local player out of playa del rey um he's played in the nike eybl league or nike eybl uh he has loads of potential six nine face up forward he can play a three or the four but he's really young uh he's looking to just you know be able to play in his first year get his feet wet but there's a lot of direction he can take his game in just because of his size on the wing you know being able to defend and score on the inside and outside he told me whenever he goes inside this year he just wants everybody to know like he's a bucket and it's automatic so uh, he loves to see confidence from a guy like that and then lastly with josh morgan uh this dude's 6'11 195 and he's freakishly athletic and long like and he's fast uh he changes ends like a guard coach munson mentioned that he's probably the best defensive prospect he's seen in years out of high school and it's gonna be nice to have someone like that um especially with the way they like to play defense uh in the big west they're one of the more aggressive teams they now have a guy who can back up the perimeter guards you know if they make a mistake he's there to you know just clean up block that shot out of there you know and get all the boards so and he told me like he's perfectly comfortable with that role he really doesn't mind focusing simply on the defensive end and hopefully uh he can make a huge impact right away I guess like the weight would be like an issue. I feel like in the college game, it's really not that, you know, it's not that hard for a player like that to thrive, especially when they have like other skills that make them more like mobile and just allow them to sort of like work around those things, which I feel like that can really translate in the college game, specifically in the Big West game. And I feel like that can end up helping the team out in a positive way. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that one. Very uh, excited to be covering the team this year and starting with that for my first uh, installment of my series covering the newcomers. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to being around the team more and covering some more freshmen. Moving on to LBCU football. That's right, I said football. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you know, we used to have a football team and we covered that in our 70th anniversary special edition yeah. that's out now both in paper and online. So CSUFB football is a distant part of LBSU's past, but it's something that was pretty important back in the day in athletics. And uh, Saad Kazi, our assistant arts and life editor, uh, took the time to write a piece on that. Um, so the program lasted from 1955 to 1991. They started off at Long Beach City College's Veterans Memorial Stadium, where they drew only a couple of thousand fans. He even mentioned that local high schools had much larger crowds than them to start off, and the team never managed to exceed five wins under the coaching of Mike Delato and Don Reed during the first nine seasons. And then later on, around 1969 and 1970, that's when they really started to hit their stride with Jeff Severson and Leon Burns and coach Jim Stanglin. They actually made some noise you know although they still remained an underdog compared to like usc and ucla they, they were actually able to you know win a lot of games get some good records and eventually play their first bowl game in the pasadena bowl where they tied louisville 24 24 in their only bowl game in CSULB's history there's a lot of stuff in there uh, especially with you know the specifics with what led to the program's downfall but i don't know what was your thoughts on that piece i mean honestly i thought it was pretty intriguing because i didn't know much about the football team and like having seen some of you guys like researching some of the stuff too didn't really 
I didn't really realize how impactful some of those players were in the college game or like at least in LBSU football history. And seeing the fact that they were able to like go that far into it for like at least like one year is notable considering, you know, our history and football isn't that rich. We don't even have our football team anymore. So for people who are like big football fans, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's such a short amount of time. Um, you know, they ended in 1991. Yet this guy, Leon Burns, was such a stud. That he actually got his jersey retired here at Long Beach State. Legend. And it's pretty funny. Like, we had a lot of, we had a couple of CCOB faculty give us some great quotes. Dan Olson, who graduated with his master's in 1984 from Long Beach and is currently the technology coordinator for the journalism department, um, he gave us a great quote Burns played like a man compared to the boys he was playing against. Um, Bruh. You know, it's just it's just cool to see that, you know, there are faculty here who actually grew up watching the team and, you know, they still feel a little bit bitter about it that, you know, kind of sad that it's over. But yeah, of course, it's something that was probably not going to be, you know, brought back anytime soon. No. Yeah. As a mid-major team, I was just going to say, usually those teams aren't going to be that fruitful, especially if they don't have like a coach or anyone like already behind them. So doubt it's coming anytime soon. Right. Make sure you uh, give that a look. You know, we got uh, a lot of cool archive photos in there. And like I said, a lot of great quotes and a lot of details about what led to the downfall of that program. Now we're heading off to women's tennis. And Manny, your guy at the Daily 49er, what's going on with them? cool. Yeah, honestly, well, should be a little disclaimer. I covered the team last year uh, for pretty much that whole sort of regular season. Very interesting team. I feel like they're not appreciated as much. They get very underlooked. Uh, So it was pretty cool covering them. You know, starting on the season, just sort of like getting to see them already putting in work. It's actually very impressive, honestly. Uh, a lot of the players just came back as good as they were last year, if not better. Pretty impressive, uh, especially, you know, even though it is the preseason, I guess you could, you know, take like, you know, take with a little dab of salt. But uh, I still was really impressed, especially with one player, Zara Lennon, who really, like she had some really like down points last year, but not like extremely bad. Although she was very fluid with her game, like she would tend to like take the same shots each time. Everything looked pretty natural. It's just those shots wouldn't really go in or they wouldn't end up becoming a point. And you could tell that would like take a toll on her. And it was pretty frustrating just to even watch that. So uh, seeing her do really good, she actually went undefeated over the course of the three-day tournament. It's pretty badass. Yeah, um, like you said, you covered them last year. Um, I remember you did a piece talking about how like a lot of the recruiting involved um, a lot of international recruits coming in. Yeah. Um, and that seems pretty special for the program. Uh, is there anything uh, that you're noticing specifically, noticing specifically this year on that they're trying to build off from last year? I mean, I feel like when I talked with them, I r- really sort of like try to learn from the coach. Like, if did they end up changing their games in any way, or did they try to like find new tricks to work on? But like, she really just told me like, nah. Instead, we just really focused on what their strengths are and just try to like force them into that because last season we did so successful that we think it's best to work off of those things and improve upon them rather than trying to figure out other things. And I thought that was pretty unique because she does have a point. Mm-hmm. So is there any uh, upcoming like games that people should be looking out for for them? As of right now, they're just honestly training because uh, they're going to be having the Beach Invitational, which is a tournament that they have. Usually it's around this time of year uh, in the fall. Uh, this time around, it's going to be from October 11th to October 13th. So if you guys want to go, make sure to go. At least one of those days is going to be pretty interesting. Speaking of upcoming games to preview after Monday, October 7th, we got women's soccer versus Cal State Fullerton. Be sure to catch that game against our highway rivals. Yeah. October 10th, Thursday, 7 p.m. at George Allen Field. And then we also have a pair of Saturday men's water polo games at the Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center versus Stanford at noon and alumni at two. Other than that, I feel like we got everything done. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
please make sure to read the sports section. We got a lot of great content. We got a couple 70th stories in there. We also just got other sports that are like starting to come through. Right. So make sure to check out for those. Uh, follow me and Ralston on uh, Twitter. You know, <laughs> if you follow the Daily 49 Your Sports account, you'll be able to find us. You know, mm-hmm. we tend to be prolific in regards to being tweeted about in there because mm-hmm. we write stories every week. Yeah. The worst two stories a week. Yeah. So. I hope you guys liked our voices on these professional mics. Of course. Amazing. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Catch you all in two weeks. Thank you all for listening. Sports! (laughs) 